recording a podcast after a win. The Wizards won a basketball game, 116-110 to 110 in Miami. They beat the Heat. They actually played pretty well. They went up 17 points at one point. I think that was their biggest lead of the entire season. Otto Porter had a really nice defensive game. Austin Rivers had the game of his season, 7 for 12 in the field. 18 points season high. John Wall had 28 points and 9 assists. Jeff Green was super efficient, made his first eight shots, finished, made his first seven shots, sorry, finished eight of 12. He had 19 points and 10 boards. Dwight Howard had 16 rebounds. He said after the game when he was at the scrum, actually a little bit before the scrum, he said that he should have had 20. He's really down on his conditioning. And it's kind of obvious. He can't jump the way that he used to, but he said he should have had 20. Never at any point in my life have I walked away from a basketball game and thought, I should have had 20 rebounds. Uh, I'm Fred Katz. I cover the Wizards. I'm the host of Wizards After Dark, and I cover the Wizards for The Athletic. It's just midnight. First ever solo episode of Wizards After Dark. I'm just going to be taking some mailbag questions. I am currently in Miami. I'm running on the second half of a back-to-back, too. The Wizards are on the second half of a back-to-back. I'm also on the second half of a back-to-back. I think it's going to be a little bit of a quick podcast, but I'm always going to do a podcast after games. I'm always going to get this in after every game, no matter what, no matter whether I'm under the weather or run down by a back-to-back or whatever it is, I'm running on no sleep. Uh, so I'm just going to take some mailbag questions and uh, talk about a little bit what you guys uh, what you guys want to talk about and then maybe add a little bit more. Uh, I got some good ones. I put out a call on Twitter to get some questions in after what I thought was probably the Wizards' best-played game of the season. They're now 3-9, and nine, obviously. They're only really – I promise you, this is one of the Wizards' three best wins of the season. Uh, first one. From Lavender Jones, what's Scott going to do with Keith, Markeith Morris? He's never been able to get over that consistency hump, and now he seems to be in over his head. So Scott Brooks pulled Markeith Morris tonight with a little bit more than 10 minutes to go in the third quarter. Keith picked up his third foul of the game. Came out, never re-entered. He finished with, let's see what he finished with. What was this from the final line? He played only 15 minutes and went two for six from the field. He had four points and two boards. It is interesting. I mean... Keith seemed a little bit not quite himself after the game. I don't think he was, like, down or anything like that. He wasn't disgruntled at all. Uh, He just kind of didn't seem like his normal peppy self. And, like, this is not the first time that Markeith Morris hasn't closed. Uh, That being said, he hasn't been playing that well, really, since the Portland game. When he had the game of his season, then he had a career high in three-pointers made, and he had 28 points and uh, really carried them to a one-point win in Portland. He has not shot well. I don't think he's defended well. Uh, His pick-and-roll defense has been particularly off. His rotations have been late when he's been on the weak side. The Wizards changed their defense a little bit tonight. Worth noting, they changed up kind of what they do and the way they defend shooters on the weak side. And and they had their best defensive game of the season overall. I don't know if that's a coincidence. I should have asked Scott Brooks about it after the game. If I were a better reporter, I would have done it. Uh, But that is a thing worth noting. Markeith Morris, though, still was not great defensively tonight, I didn't think. I think he's capable of being better, uh, but he wasn't tonight. He was a minus 10 in a game that they won by six. He was a minus 10 in the game that they were up big time at one point, uh, and then they fell off. There was like a, at some one point, there was a 20-something point difference between the score and what the score was when, when Keith was, uh, when he was on the floor. You know, you asked Brooks about it after the game, and he liked the way the small lineup was rolling. Jeff Green was playing... Well, you got good Jeff Green tonight. He was making his shots. For the most part, 
he had good shot selection. He was finishing around the rim. He was rolling hard in pick and rolls. Like he did a really good job tonight. And Brooks wanted to roll with that. He wanted to roll with Austin Rivers, who is legitimately throwing up shots every single time he touched the ball. It was extremely entertaining. Uh, and and Keith just wasn't playing well enough to go. I, I don't know what the future is of this. You know, I think it was Candace Buckner, who has been a podcast guest here and uh, who obviously covers the Wizards for the Washington Post and does a wonderful job. I think it was Candace who asked Brooks before the game who the starters were. And Scott said, same starters tonight. And she followed up and was like, tonight? And Scott said, yeah, tonight. And kind of gave a little bit more of a cage response. But I don't get the impression from Scott Brooks, like, these are the starters no matter what the whole time. Like, they're still three and nine. And I don't think a change in the starting lineup is imminent. The big, huge rotation change tonight was that Jan Mahimi got some minutes again for the first time in three games, and that was it. Scott Brooks is not one to change his rotations uh, and, and do drastic things, and that includes, you know, switching up a starting lineup. And I don't think that Marquise Morris is in danger of that. But Brooks has shown he likes closing with smaller lineups. Now I don't blame him. The three-guard lineup with Wall, Rivers, and, uh, and Beal has a pretty good net rating. And when you're three and nine, you kind of have to do whatever you can to just like try to play hot hand lineups. Like I, I get it. Just go with what's working because there isn't that much working. So I get the decision. I'm very intrigued to see how it's going to develop moving forward. I'm not sure how it will, but I am certainly intrigued by it. Uh, next question from John Wall at the Rose Bar Club. No Otto Porter in the fourth quarter for a second consecutive game. He changed the energy of the Wizards on defense. Why? It seems like basically he just liked the way that Jeff Green was going, and he liked the way that Austin Rivers was going, and he wanted to leave those guys out there. And I think it was as simple as that. I agree with uh, John Wall at the Rose Club Bar. No, Rose Bar Club. You know, I didn't even know what Rose Bar was until like two days ago. That's how cool of a person I am. Uh, but I agree. I thought this was Otto Porter's best defensive game of the season. He was so good uh, fighting around screens specifically in this game. He was really, really good at that. He fought hard. He played super hard on defense. And he was super slithery. Like, white side was not getting to him when he was setting a ball screen on his man. He was slithery off the ball, too. His footwork was great. It was awesome tonight. And he fought real hard, and he did a good job around the rim when he had to be there. Like, he was really, really good defensively. So, I mean, I I, I would get it. You know, I, Otto Porter is a better player than Jeff Green. If you play Otto Porter at the four, like, I think that makes sense. But I think Jeff Green was like seven for seven or something. And Scott likes Jeff Green. Jeff Green plays minutes. Like, he, he thinks Jeff Green is a good contributor. He likes Jeff Green. So I, I really think that's what it is. But it, it, it is an interesting trend. Like, Otto Porter has had a lot of games this year where he's played in the realm of 23 minutes. This is like the fourth time. And a couple of times it's been because Otto hasn't played well. But that wasn't the case tonight. He only had seven points, but he was really good tonight. He did all the little things tonight. So... I get it because other guys played well. I do. Uh, but I, I do agree with the implication of the question that it's something to follow because a couple of people asked about this and I think it's a justified thing to ask because Otto Porter playing 23 minutes a game in the long term 
if you're going to do that all the time, and he's not playing 23 minutes a game, but if if you're going to play him 23 minutes in 30% of your games, 40% of your games, I don't think that's going to help you in the long term. I think I think Otto Porter playing a good amount of minutes is probably a better thing for this club, especially when he's defending the way he did tonight. Next up, from Almost Bullets. Could a bad start end up being good for the team in the end? Forces some desperation. That could help bring the team closer. Chemistry seemed better tonight. People picking each other off the floor, high fives, etc. I don't know. I don't think a 2-9 start is good no matter what. <laughs> I, I know that sounds like a hot take. I don't think a 2-9 start is good no matter what. I'm going to go out on the limb and just throw that one out there. But I do agree they played harder tonight for sure. Definitely. Jeff Green said it was a game that they needed to win and that they they had to play with some kind of desperation because they had to have this one. And yeah, I mean, you look at the schedule. I think I said this on the last podcast when I had Ben Standigan. Like you look at the schedule and it's like, yeah, damn straight they needed to win. They had Miami in this one. They got Orlando at home. They got Cleveland at home. They got Brooklyn at home. They have to win those games if they want to have a chance because they win those. They're still only six and nine if they win all of those. And that's going into a stretch of seven straight games against like legitimately somewhere between really good, like good and great teams. They're playing Portland. They're playing Toronto. They're playing New Orleans. They're playing really good teams in that stretch and more like all playoff teams. It's not going to be easy that stretch and going into that stretch at six and nine is already going to be a trudge. Even in the Eastern Conference with whatever the eight seeds record is going to end up being. It's going to make things difficult. So just to get to six and nine, yeah, they they have to win this stuff. And, um, you know, it's not the first game that you can argue that they should have played with some kind of desperation this year. But, hey, second night of a back-to-back, they're in a close game. They're, I think it was down two going into the fourth quarter. And they won the fourth quarter, and they played hard in the fourth quarter. They played fast. Uh, John Wall played fast when he got the ball. They defended hard. Yeah, I thought it was their best defensive game of the year as a team. They communicated pretty well, it seemed. They just seemed like they were more cohesive as a team than they had been. And that's, I think, pretty obviously been their biggest problem so far. One last one. I thought this was an interesting question from uh, Eric Cartmenez. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Uh, What distinguishes good John Wall games from bad John Wall games? What did you think of how Wall played tonight? The good and the bad, the biggest thing for me is just how he performs defensively. John Wall at this point is never going to be, like on no given night, he's going to be a dominant defender. It's been a little while since John Wall has like really gone out and been a dominant defensive point guard. So I don't think that is or should be the expectation anymore. But is he killing your defense? Because there are nights when like he's just not going to run through over screens. He's just not going to rotate. He's going to, you know, call out switches while he's guarding the top ends of pick and rolls when he shouldn't. He's, you know, he's going to lead to miscommunications, those sorts of things. And, and that has, you know, a domino effect on the rest of the defense. And it just snowballs from there. And that's how you end up getting open cutting limbs, open jump shots, open layups, all that kind of stuff. Tonight, I thought he was a little bit better defensively. He ventured out 25 feet to guard some plays. And I thought he played with energy on the offensive end. The Wizards played fast tonight. I didn't think it was a great wall game tonight. He had a big line, 28-9. and 
I didn't think it was like a great wall game tonight. Uh, but I think if we're going to rank all of his games from this year, this was somewhere, and he hasn't been great this year, uh, but I think this was somewhere probably within the top half. Uh, actually, one more from Insane Smitty. Would love to get your take on Otto and Jeff on the court together. Oh, when Jeff Green is going well, he looks good. Like when he's making shots, he looks good. But when he's not making shots, he you know takes bad shots, and uh, I think he can hurt you on the defensive end. I think Rivers and... Uh, Rivers and Porter is interesting because I think Rivers is a little more switchy. I think Ubre and Porters and Porter is is obviously interesting, and I'm very far from the first person to say that. I'm not as intrigued with Jeff Green. We've seen Jeff Green. We know what he is. I would be more intrigued to see Porter get some more minutes at the four. We'll see what happens. Uh, before I go, I will be back on Monday after the Magic game. That won't be a solo podcast. I will end up having a guest. This was, like I said, an impromptu thing. Uh, if you're enjoying Wizards After Dark, if you're enjoying me just talking to myself for 15 straight minutes, you can go on, you can subscribe to it on iTunes and do all this stuff and give it five stars and leave a review and all that stuff and tweet about it and tell your friends about it and Facebook about it and Friendster about it and all those social media things that people love to do to communicate with others about the things they love and hate. I'll be back on Monday. They play the Magic, a revenge game from one day ago, but I'll talk to you guys then.